0: What's up party people here on the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast part two of the week four matchups for the afternoon games the nighttime games and all the other juicy information you need to put in the best possible lineup at least what we believe is the best possible lineup all that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right brain you don't like me and I don't like you but let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with
1: beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Cast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it. With your host, Flex with Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid.
0: I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a
1: combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player, I would rather listen to Fran Drescher
0: for eight hours. Hell. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, party people. party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand for Lex List, here with my co-host, live and direct, with much respect. Alex Marchetti, what's up, BFAs? Party people here for week four, first week of the bye weeks You cannot see this because it's a podcast, but Marchetti is bobblehead mode right now. I'm feeling myself right now. Not literally, not literally. I didn't mean for that. That's how rumors start. I meant just, you know, he's in bobblehead mode right now, like his head swaying back and forth like a bobblehead. He's but not literally feeling himself. Adams. What about that guy? I'm just saying, he looked like the wide receiver one out there. He did great yesterday. He killed yesterday. Yeah, good. You want to tell me all all about your 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 theories and thoughts on him? Nah, he just, that's the reason why I'm
1: like a lot of people. You know, were concerned, panicking that you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers wasn't performing. He had a great game yesterday, uh, and Devontae Adams. What he had like a hundred yards in the first quarter or something. He had like
0: eight, <laughs> he had like he had like eight catches for a hundred like. <laughs> It's Twenty something, and that's why you know
1: he's a good player, and you know he's he has the potential to be top wide receiver. You know, so um,
0: hey, listen, I, I I mentioned about my panic for Devontae Adams. I'll tell you at least this much, and you cannot argue with me about this. Like this is because these are facts. This is facts, facts on facts on facts. Go ahead. So first of all, I did say that I could see him having a good game here when Ronald Darby being out. I did say that, correct? You did say that. Yes. Okay, so I could see a good game. Now, this is also this is also the things about my panic. He killed, absolutely killed. He destroyed. He did great. Got all those targets early, got those looks, got those catches. They were giving him the space to do so like the idiots, but they ended up still winning the, the Eagles. The problem is the second half he had only two catches for 22 yards. This is before the injury. Yeah. Obviously, the injury happened within the last, like, three minutes of, like, three minutes more or less of, like, the fourth quarter, something like that. I was watching the game. It was something, it was, like, the last five minutes of the game.
1: I think eight minutes. So yeah, well, it was, yeah. like,
0: the bottom half of the game, you know, yeah. whatever it is. It was it was enough to at least keep him out when it was a close game. You know what I mean? So, uh, but the thing is, the second half, he had only two catches for 22 yards. You know, it always reminds me about, like, one time I remember. Uh, one of those catches was in the fourth quarter, right? The one that hurt him.
1: Yeah.
0: One of those catches was in the fourth quarter. Exactly. Yeah. The one that
1: hurt him. Yep. Yeah, so,
0: but, but, yeah, so, you know what I mean? He got one, he only got one catch in the dirt, and the other one that got hurt, which, when he got turf toe now, which is basically, I, I looked it up, I was like, why is it called turf toe? I never really knew what turf toe is. Yeah, it's just the the big toe being bent too much, and a sprain on the big toe, basically. Yeah, it's like a, like, a hyperextenders, a hyperextension yeah, of Yeah, it's the a toe. sprain, yeah. You could tell also, like, when he was going down, and his uh, right foot was still planted, and then he was like, uh. Kind of flipped over, but his right foot still planted, and he was his whole body's being turned over, and he started grabbing his toe immediately. And he said uh, at a press conference, I heard he brought his, his uh, cleats out, and he said the turf toe was so painful, I don't even want to put my shoe. Oh, he came with his shoe off, and he didn't want to put it on. He's like, it's so painful, I don't even want to put my shoe on. Yeah, he's out for a couple of weeks now. Well, 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 well. That's what you're assuming. That's not. We're not. We're not saying that that's official. We didn't get an official uh, notice about that. We just. That's that's just your assumption. It's my assumption, but... Thank you. Okay, cool. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to say it's like a fact.
1: David Chow, also known as the Pro Football Doc, on Twitter, he says most likely he's going
0: to be missing multiple weeks. Most likely, right. Yes. So uh, I will say this. For the first half of that game, I was 100% wrong about uh, him doing bad with the offense, with the first half. Second half... It kind of went to what he's been doing with the rest of the game. And Rodgers didn't really look himself. Also, in the second half, I don't know if you see uh, there's some of the play calling too. Like these passes within like short yardage. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, 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 it's happened like like he did multiple times. They went for these passes when they're like three yards away from from the touchdown from the from the goal line, and he was throwing the ball, passing the ball. He was you know, dropping back a lot, looking to run it in, stopped, overthrew it. Like, some of this, play's, this play calling, and because of the fact that Matt LaFleur and with some of his play calling or his usage also with the Packers has been so indifferent is what's part of my worry for Devontae Adams to begin with.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I see that. Also, what I think I'm more worried is with Aaron Jones here. Why? Look. Look, Look, Jamal Williams was out. Yes. He he got hurt. He got stretched off this, of the field. And still, 13 attempts,
0: 21 yards. Do you know how good the, the stop run defense of the Eagles is? I know. So then why are you concerned about it? I'm still concerned. How you, can you be if Jamal Williams is so be shit?
1: Look, they were in the red zone. They threw the ball all four
0: times. The, they he scored even, twice in the red zone last week. Last week. And what about this? And week? this week, he, felt he because because he yeah, but his play calling and he thought because of how good their run defense is, he pro- and I, I listen. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. But I thought it was what he felt because the run defense is so good with the with the with the Eagles. they was doing such a good job. And listen, Aaron Jones caught six out of his seven targets. But I just thought because the run defense was so good that he felt like maybe Aaron Rodgers would capitalize more on this red zone passes, like this you know three five yards away from the goal line passes. But he scored a touchdown this week in the red zone, Aaron Aaron Jones. He scored one yesterday and two last week in the red zone. And this is from close yardage. So I wouldn't say it's a concern to worry. He didn't do that good against the run, against the, the, the Eagles. But nobody really ever does. Not this year, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't say it's a concern to be worried, especially with Jamal Williams having a serious injury that he did. Update on Jamal Williams. He was told after the game that he could feel his limbs, that he has a uh, feeling throughout his arms. Well, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Hold up, uh, it's being transported to a local hospital, uh, stretch. Where is this thing? I have it. Oh, that he does have feeling and movement in all of his extremities. That's positive news. That's, That's very true. positive news. Like it was a serious injury, it was a serious hit enough to be carted off, neck brace, you know, and stuff like that. But it's at least a positive signing that you know it's not like, yeah, football is no joke. But yeah, it's a, least, yeah, it's least, uh, a violent sport.
1: At least uh, you know he he seems like he's he's gonna be okay. But uh, yeah, Aaron Jones, you know, like what has been saving him is are the touchdowns. We can, even with his inefficiencies. His touchdowns is what has been saving and, and making him some, some form of relevancy in fantasy football.
0: On a per yards per basis, the Eagles are the third best run defense on a per per yards per carry basis. On average, every running back that faced the Eagles only on, on every run is only 2.8 yards. On average. Mm-hmm. They're the third best in the league. The only ones that are doing better than them right now are the Patriots and Buccaneers. We know the Buccaneers have a very good run defense and we know the Patriots have a great defense all around. But the... Eagles are third best when it comes to stopping the run. They're better than the bears. So, yeah, I know. So that could have been just game script for me, but I don't, I don't understand how you say after two, you know, and, and listen, you're, it, it's just boggling me because I know before the year started, you're a big Aaron Jones believer. You were big on Aaron Jones. And then now with, after two touchdowns, you are worried about him. And now with Jamal Williams out, you're still worried about him. It's, I'm gonna try some. It's a little, little, <laughs> little, little mind boggling to me. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. The guy gave you three touchdowns in two games, and you're worried about him. I don't I, get it. I'm still worried. I'm still worried. I'm a nervous Nelly. <laughs> nothing, nothing ever satisfies you, huh? Yeah, you're never satisfied.
1: Anyway, uh, so the surprise of yesterday's game is uh, Jordan Howard. You know, I I did say that one of these running backs are probably gonna do good, and you know, but it's I did not see Jordan Howard doing. As great as he did, <laughs> you know, thirty two point five fantasy points, you know, and you know, he, there were some blunders in the Packers defense because uh, one of his touchdowns, no one touched him. He yeah, was he wide was open. Uh,
0: the, the the Packers front seven. The Packers defense in general was not there yesterday at all. Like you're watching that game, and and also especially for. For us as Giants fans, for me as a Giants fan, like, I'm watching the Eagles move the ball so easily. And it pisses me off, of course, because I don't want to, you know, biasly, I don't want to see the Eagles win. Because I'm a Giants fan. So, yeah. but, uh, they 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 move the ball around easily. Easily, like, with effortlessly. And Jordan Howard has clearly, not, I won't say clearly, but he's been the better runner so far in that backfield.
1: That, um, yeah, Miles Sanders had a good game. You know, he had a good game. 11 yeah, but, rushes with seventy-two yards. But it seems like they trust Jordan Howard a little
0: bit more. It's 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 going to be a committee, but it seems like Jordan Howard has kind of moved himself up to be a play worthy type, especially with all these uh, bye weeks coming in. Yeah. So I'm sure maybe somebody plugged in. You know, what's funny. I I I put Jordan Howard in for a trade this past week. Oh, okay. I I wanted to see if they would bite because she had it was with Crystal, and she has. Uh, George Kittle on a bye. So I try to give her Philip Dorset, Vance McDonald, and Jordan Howard. For? Melvin Gordon. Uh I threw it out there to see if she yeah, would bite. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying it was the most fairest of trades. I knew it was a little bit of a I was low a little bit, but she to start the conversation. And she, she had goals, who yeah. did okay. she have in there? She had Latavius Murray as a running back. Oh, so I was like, I'll give you Jordan Howard. He scored a touchdown last week. Philip Dorsett's gonna start doing better with the Patriots, and Vance McDonald's gonna fill in right now for uh, George Kittle. Uh he got hurt though. Yeah, but it's not saying that he's out. Yeah, but still, you know, you know what I mean. Like this is the this is what I threw out, and this is before the you know this is this is before Melvin Gordon came back to practice. Of course. So I threw it out there, you know. Hey, uh, you know, you don't have Melvin Gordon sitting on your bench doing nothing. At least I'll give you three players you could kind of plug in, especially now that you could use because. Uh, you know, I think Matt. Oh, what's Matt, her record?
1: Matt Breda. I think she's one and two. Okay, yeah. So maybe a little panicky.
0: Maybe and Matt Breda was on the buy. So yeah. you know, played Jordan and it, imagine she took Jordan Howard and played him. Oh, sure, sure.
1: Should have been so happy. Sure. I didn't play night. Jordan Howard last night. Yeah, I wanted to. Now I'm stuck with John Brown, which I said that is yeah, it's not, not a good play. Not speak. a good play. It's Not a good play against the Patriots. So now you have to play uh, John Brown. Man, I'm not. No, I'm thinking about curbing John Brown. I'm. I'm going to go a little tilt here, so I'm going to try go for the home run. Um, I'm going to see who I'm going to play, but maybe a Malcolm
0: Brown. Or I don't even know. I'm going to play someone else. John Brown or Aaron Jones? Come on. I don't know. You're talking crazy about Aaron Jones right now, bro. I don't know. Aaron Jones, really? Come on. I don't know, bro. I'm trying to move up on the running back. Respect or you, bro. Respect yeah. you, bro. But, yeah, um, yeah
1: but I, well, I'm sorry. Go on. No, nah, so, yeah, Jordan Howard was a surprise yesterday. Miles Sanders had a good game, you know, obviously with 34 points on the board, you know, you drafted him, uh, you know, and expected a little bit more. Uh, but, um, you know, all in all, he had a decent game. Alshon Jeffrey with the limited, you know, I said uh, it, I I won't, wasn't going to play uh, or advise to play Alshon Jeffrey because he's just coming back from an injury and especially in a short week. But, you know, he salvaged the game with a touchdown. If not, he would have 6.8, 5.8 points. You know, he ended up he ended up finishing the game with twelve point eight points, you know. And besides that, none of the wide receivers for the Eagles did anything as as far as relevancy. Mac Hollins had two point three points, and that's about it. Nelson Aguilar, where the hell was he? It's catching him, unlike Aguilar, <laughs> he was nowhere. I think he went. He was shout to save out
0: a- to Ryan Patton for playing him in the <laughs> Dynasty League. Thank
1: you. <laughs> he probably went to go save a a, a cap from a burning building. He's... <laughs> training <laughs> to show that he could catch something <laughs> but obviously he didn't caught anything here He's catching but, uh, adults Zach Ertz, he had a decent game um and then uh as far as for the packers you know uh geronimo allison came back to relevancy 14.9 points mvs did okay but you know Devontae adams was the monster here um and jimmy graham <laughs> He could have even a more monster game. He, had, he ended up with 18.10 point, points. No, he had a good game. But he missed a touchdown in the red zone. Two targets he had.
0: Two opportunities. So he could have easily had like 27 J- points. Jimmy Graham is a, probably a little bit. I, 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 Jimmy Graham's style of play so far this year is what I'm going to, like, I guess compare, you know, to to uh, TJ Hawkinson type, which I said he's not going to be good all year long. But he's going to have a couple of games here and there where he's going to do well, but not well enough to be like thought of or sought out to be like a tight end for the rest of the year. Like Jimmy Graham is not a tight end you want to have for the rest of the year. But he'll have a couple of good games here and there.
1: Now with Devontae Adams more likely to miss a couple of weeks. Does Jimmy Graham? uh, No. Moves up?
0: No? No. No So you won't If he's in the waiver wire You're not no. interested In picking him up None okay. None whatsoever the, the, the top three Pass catchers on that team Are uh, MVS Mark, uh, Marquez Valdez-Cantling Geronimo Allison And Aaron Jones Those are the top three Pass catchers As of now Okay
1: okay. I with th- I with think,
0: Devontae Adams out I think if uh,
1: The Packers Aaron, And with Aaron Rodgers If You know Seems like You know He had a monster game You know
0: um, If If I want to yeah, say a monster. It, game. He did it.
1: thirty points, thirty points, seven points. Monster, that's
0: good. monster fantasy game. Yeah,
1: fantasy. game. All right, game. fair
0: enough. Monster fantasy game because it did towards like in the second half. He was he looked. He did not look to do very well. Yeah, well, you know, he had not five, well. He looked to do well. He just five didn't rushes, well.
1: forty six yards, four hundred and twenty two yards. That's a lot of. That's not no, no. of yards.
0: You yeah, know, No, nah, But you, I'm talking about you went through the eye test. You guys see the way you play. It didn't. He didn't look that good yesterday. But um, you know. He 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 might be someone
1: a waiver wire worthy pickup, you know, especially for red zone opportunities, you know, uh, as a, as a low end tight end one. No low end tight low end, end, end one. Tight end no, no way. Man.
0: Stop. Well, he low t- end tight end one. Right now he's tar- he's he's finishing as a tight end one. Stop. Well, th- because he has more points. Because he had cause of yesterday's game you're adding in the points. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Wait wait, wait till next week. He's going to drop dramatically. Of course. Of course, he's right. And now at this moment, he's a tight end one. He has 18 more (laughs) points than everybody. He's played four games. Everyone else has played three. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's how you're looking at it right now. (laughs) Jesus Christ, doggy. Uh, Moving on. Uh, All right. Moving on. So the Chargers head coach, Anthony Lynn, under Melvin Gordon's role. Uh, He's back to work, Melvin Gordon. For those who drafted Melvin Gordon in fourth round, I was anywhere between fourth and sixth round. You got yourself a good good steal there because to wait for him for only for 4 weeks that's a steal. You got you got him out for 4 weeks and you got him in the 4th 5th round for Melvin Gordon that's really good. Uh those concerned about his usage. What are you smiling at me for? No, no, cuz you mentioned Melvin Gordon. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and, got, and, I I it's going. I know it's okay. talk about. So, uh Melvin Gordon uh just so you know it says that uh, head coach Anthony Lynn says Melvin Gordon will practice Thursday, but he reiterated that it's doubtful he'll play on Sunday versus the Dolphins. However, Lynn said Gordon might travel with the team to Miami. Lynn also says he, that— Come on. He, of course he wants to travel to
1: Miami. That's probably why he came back. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Miami, go to South Beach, chill. The tailgate is awesome in Miami. Oh, God. Uh, did you see I the video of so exactly. the
0: uh, No, no, wait. If my wife listens to the show, no, I did not see the, the tailgate. I don't know what you're talking about the (laughs) tailgating in Miami
1: So I think that was what made him just like You know what I'm just gonna
0: you know Get back sign up with the team and My wife my wife's probably damn right You didn't see that tailgate (laughs) 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 Um but uh Yeah he heard like oh what J-Lo Shakira halftime show Miami Super Bowl I'm going right Did you see that meme where you have uh Talladega Knights Bobby Bobby Boucher no no no, (laughs) Jesus Christ, water, water boy, right water there. boy. Yeah, no, <laughs> Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby, where yeah. he's where he's praying and he, he's like little baby, little baby Jesus, and little sh- baby Jesus, and yeah. it shows the and it shows Jalen Shakira, Shakira, So little baby Jesus. If there was ever ever a show where you had to have a wardrobe malfunction, let this be the one. It's <laughs>
1: That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh but anyway, so Chargers uh,
0: uh head coach Anthony Lynn also said on Melvin Gordon that he's our starter. No doubt. He was our starter for a reason. As soon as Melvin's ready, he'll go back. He'll go back to the number one. Lynn did praise Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson's work and says that they'll still have they'll have a role still. Um All right. So
1: speaking of Melvin Gordon and Austin go Eckler, so on Tuesday. There was a trade that was accepted. Let me see what you in think about league? this. In which league? I know. In, don't think about this in hindsight. It's which a standard league? league. Okay. All right. Uh, it's the Rikers Island League. Um, so, this yeah, is, that's opening
0: yeah. up a lot of speculation right so there. So,
1: like, look, Zach Ertz, Stefan Diggs for
0: Austin Eckler and Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> Zach Ertz and Stefan Diggs for Austin. You told me this trade already. I told you this. Yeah, you told me this already. Oh, well, you said you. I, was I, I told you off off air though. No. Yeah, off air. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were telling me like a brand new. I'll tell you later <laughs> during the show. <laughs> I, was like, I thought you were telling me something brand. I'm, uh, you know what the hype was for no reason because <laughs> we're driving over here this morning, over here to, to record this show, and you're like, I got this. Now nah, I'm gonna say it for the show. I'm gonna say it for the show. I'm gonna say it for the show. What, what you know uh, what was the word I'm looking at? Whatever. Anticlimactic. There you go. It was very anticlimactic right there. So. I don't, who, think, I don't think Who do you think offered that that trade? Right, think. Oh, I think. Yeah.
1: I know this person. No, no, but who do you think in, in that uh, team A or team B offered the trade?
0: Austin the, Eckler uh, and Kyle Rudolph. Was the one that proposed the trade? For, for Zach Ertz and Stefan Diggs. Who proposed the trade? The Zach Ertz guy. No. The, the Austin
1: Eckler? The other guy proposed. Uh, the, the one that's trading away Zach Ertz, Stefan Diggs is the one that uh proposed. That's, what, the, I Austin, yeah. that's yeah, what I said. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, so you know, there's like a veto process through this, right? right. Which you know I'm against vetoing. I know and, you are, yeah. And then you know the news broke out Wednesday, right, on Melvin Gordon, and yeah. I was like, ah, oh, this trade is definitely not going to happen, right? Because people are going to say, think people it's are going to veto it now, veto it. And it, 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 it didn't. we vetoed that. It? it. I don't think. It's, I don't think it's that bad in the standard league. Austin Eckler is not that valuable. Got, I'd rather have uh, Steph, uh, Stephon Diggs with uh, Zach Ertz. I'd
0: PPR. rather have Stephon Diggs and Zach Ertz, but it's I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, if a little was, different. I had a if I have luck, if this was
0: PPR, then I'm like, all right, at least he's
1: gonna give you that, you know, double digit points. Because essentially,
0: you're trading. You're, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. Whoever gets it, the Zach Ertz and Stephon Diggs wins, even though right now Stephon Diggs is a sell low candidate. Like yeah. you can't give him away for much. So, especially that new offense, the way the offense is going, being run by Dalvin Cook as it is. Dalvin Cook is just killing it. Uh, I don't know.
1: Uh, Steph- if it was PPR, you, i PPR, I, I there's a good uh, argument there, but in standard. I
0: think it's a PPR, there's a better argument there because it's yeah. not like Zach Ertz is also like a touchdown machine either. No, Steph- I know. Steph- Zach Ertz is a, another like PPR. He's not a, he's a Yeah, PPR but he's still a better. tight end he's one. He's a know? tight end one, yeah, because of his usage in that, that, that offense, but he's more of a, you know, He's, he's more of a PPR guy than he is a touchdown guy yeah yeah that's true so uh I don't know it's not I ra- I rather take the risk with Ertz and Diggs and to take the risk with Eckler because Rudolph's you know irrelevant <laughs> he's dropped yeah <laughs> he's, he's a run back drop <laughs> you know so uh anyway right, let's go let's get this going all right, so uh, before we keep the, we get this going, guys, once again, shout out to Assetia Water, the official Let's as we take a hydration break to start off the rest of the shows. What you, the Mercetti, you're just staring at the bottle in pure, you know, lust. It's like,
1: ah, so good. Thank you, Assetia. Keep me hydrated. Uh, I'm hungover, too. Are you seriously? <laughs> yes. What's with you in Thursday nights and hangovers? Eh, you know? No, I don't know. It's, uh, it's Thursday night. It's like my mini Friday. I don't have a Friday.
0: I I I can't I can't take hangovers anymore. I'll probably be hungover tomorrow though because uh shout out to Stevie Boy and Lisa, listeners of the show in the league, fantasy football players that uh they're getting married today. So I'm going to that wedding. Shout out Cong- to them.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate that. All right. So uh d- just and also just don't forget to go always check out overlaydfs.com. I made my picks already. Like I picked uh Daniel Jones to go over Jacoby Brissett. I picked Kyler Murray to play to win over Jameis Winston. I picked Russell Wilson to have more than Deshaun uh, Watson. So uh, you know, the basically an overlay DFS, go to DFS.com, go check them out. It's very simple. It's great for beginners. It's great also, it's just for people who know the sport and play a lot of fantasy football. It's definitely a great way if you want to get somebody, a significant other, or a friend of yours involved in the fantasy sports. You just go check it out, and then this way they'll start to learn the people's names more, what they do, what the people love. But um, yeah, to go over, you just pick which player is gonna have more fantasy points. That's all it is. You go over there, you pick like uh, here's a good one: Keelan Allen, or Austin Eckler. Give me
1: Keelan
0: Allen. Keelan? He's not available. Keelan Allen. No. No, he's not. You, you said he and Peel then you said both his names together. Yeah, what did I say yesterday? Fifth, fourth, and fifth, it's yeah, like first. that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not that smart though. you me Allen, you got to be the smarter of the two. Uh, so Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods? I think uh, I go Allen as well, by the way.
1: I think Robert Woods will bounce back here.
0: I think Robert Woods will have a good game here as well. Uh, and uh, Derrick Henry or Chris Carson? Chris Carson, I'm going Derrick Henry. All right. It's that simple. You pick out 12 of the matchups, and that's it. You just pick who's going to have more than what. You know, if you, you're tired on FanDuel and DraftKings, and all these Sharks that have over 100 lineups in each contest. 100 lineups. This is the revolutionary new start-sit game for fantasy fantasy sports. Uh, if you finish in the top 10% of the field, you will win nine times your buy-in. If you go to perfect 12-0, you will win the progressive bonus Cha-ching! of over $25,000. Dollars. They have buyings of all levels. If nobody hits the 12 and 0 record, the progressive bonus will keep growing and rolling over. It's like the super contest, but for DFS, so don't get shut out. Visit www.overlaydfs.com. Let's get into this doggy. The afternoon games. The four or five game. games. Let's rock and roll. The so. games that are, you know, which obviously the game I'm, I'm gonna watch is my Giants game.
1: Yeah, so Let's start off with Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Los Angeles Rams. They f- they're going to Los Angeles. The Rams are favored by nine and a half points, and the over under is forty nine and a half. Tampa Bay is twentieth against quarterback. I think Jared Goff is a start right here. You know, you saw what you saw what uh, Daniel Jones did to the Buccaneers defense. So you know. And with the weapons that the Rams have, you know, golf is a start here. Um, Tampa Bay, it's it's ranked number one against running backs. But, you know, you did draft Gurley high, so you have to start him, you know. But I'll, don't be surprised if he um, he doesn't perform too good, you know. Like, if you look at Tampa Bay, they only allow 16.3 fantasy points to the Niners. And they're, the Niners' running attack is pretty, pretty good. And... You know how many points they allowed to CMC?
0: Only 7.3 points. Mm-hmm. Fantasy points. And then you CMC saw- got 7.3. Barkley got 7.7. And even though the whole Niners, but Brita got 3.7.
1: Yeah, so, you know, this, you know, Gurley is tough. If you have the cojones, you know, of sitting him and playing someone else, maybe, you know, you
0: could do that, you know? I was thinking about if he was going to play. I was thinking about sitting uh, Damian Williams for him. Oh, yeah. If he was going to play, which it probably looks like he's going to miss his second game, it looks like. So uh, I'm more than likely not going to play him. Yeah. So, like, you know, but you do have Gurley. So he, you know,
1: I know he he's not the Gurley of old. He hasn't been, you know, of the past two years, the fantasy stud. But, you know, uh, you probably have to start him. But, you know, if you're one of those that are pretty aggressive and, you know, uh, look at the stats and uh, see that the running attack, I mean, the running defense for the Buccaneers is pretty good, then, hey, maybe you, sh- you should curb him, fade him, you know. Um, as far as the wide receivers for for the Rams, all of them are startable, you know. So that's without questions. Now, I know the Buccaneers are last, or thir- 31st against tight ends, right? Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Gerald Everett is not an option. No, of course not. No, he wasn't an option, anyways. You know, you're talking about a guy that just had accumulated 1.7 points, 5.1, 3.5 in his three weeks. You know, uh, and also you have to consider that Tampa Bay had faced good, good tight ends. You're talking about possibly the top five that top five tight ends at at, at this moment George Kittle, Olsen, and Ingram. So, don't those numbers are a little skewed. You know, they had tough matchups with tight ends. So, Gerald Everett is not an option, please, all right? And on, on to the Tampa Bay side, Sid Winston, Sid Peyton Barber, and Ronald Jones. Uh, you got to start Mike Evans and Godwin. You know, you, you selected them high. But um, what can I say? Uh, it's it's going to be tough with them, you know? And O.J. Howard? Nah, I, I, I'm not really confident of, of starting him in this game. He, he's sittable. The Rams are number seven against tight ends. Uh, you know, look, look what OJ Howard did with the Giants. He only gave you nine point six points, and you know, they 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 run a twelve personnel grouping thirty four percent of the time. So you know, it's it, it's he's gonna be competing with great with targets and with the Rams only allowing like the seven least points to tight ends. Uh, you know, OJ Howard is someone that you have to make, consider to sit. Um, as far as this game, I got the Rams winning this game. Covering the spread of nine and a half And I have the under 49 and a half
0: I definitely got the Rams women I g- Women, Wow I definitely had the Rams women You got the Rams women Wow it, it would be funny to wow. say it. I definitely got the women ramming <laughs> My marriage is gonna Be over uh, Yeah women ramming You going to the Miami Dolphins uh, tailgate show Really there That's uh, Yeah. Um, I got the Rams winning Definitely covering all the spread, uh, and and yeah, it's just uh, the 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 Tampa Bay defense has been pretty good. It hasn't been bad, but mainly against the run, it's going to be stopped. It, it won't be able to stop a trio of wide receivers of this nature. So,
1: yeah, one of them is going to have the big game. You know, so it's
0: it just got to pick. Which I think one. it's going to be Robert Woods. I think he's going to have the best back. I think game. it was just be yeah, yes. Robert Woods. As much as he's not getting like uh, the you know, you would you would say he wouldn't get, be getting the volume of. Uh, Cup and Cooks, he's, he's still doing really well. He only has eight less targets than Cook, believe it or not. That's it, just eight less targets than Cook. So He's still involved heavily enough, so uh, I wouldn't panic too much about Robert Woods yet. I'm a Robert Woods owner myself, so I'm not panicking too much about him yet. Uh, Let's see what's going on here next. Seattle Seahawks and Arizona Cardinals, once again, big, big, big play for me this week, Will Disley. I said it during the preseason. I said it before the thing started that Will Disley is somebody to keep an eye on. We had a segment where we talked about the best undrafted team and Will Disley with him and Darren Waller were part of the tight end discussions about the best undrafted team. They're both doing really well right now. Will Disley is a big red zone guy and the Arizona Cardinals get torched by the tight ends. Like absolutely torched the minimum of like twenty five points, twenty-four points The tight ends get against the Arizona Cardinals. So with that being said, Will Disley is going in is in prime situation to have another very big game. Play him in daily, put him in your lineups. You know this last last week out I, I wanted to package um I wanted to put in a package for Leonard Fournette against Viviani. And as much as I love Viviani, I, I I hate trading with the guy. The guy never wants to make any trades. His yeah. trades are crazy, and he never wants to make some. He I, I I offer him like I think it's like every year I offer him a trade for somebody, and he never wants to make trades. This guy. Uh, well, you know, okay. I know I know he wants that Prescott from me, so yeah, but he wants to give you you know like Jameson Crowder. <laughs>
1: yes, <Yeah. laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, anyways, that,
1: that is Viviani for you, right I, there. I, I
0: packaged a couple of people for Leonard Fournette. He wasn't, which wasn't too bad, but you know, I think it included DJ Shark. For Leonard Fournette, he didn't want to bite. Okay, whatever. Anyways, but the point is, I was I almost wanted to package Will Disley with that, but I was like, well, he's playing the Cardinals this week. I'm not doing that. <laughs> nah, just play him and then see and sell him high then. Right. Well, right, exactly. Because I got. I, yeah, listen, I wouldn't mind playing. At Will Disley as a flex going on with whatever Ingram. That's not like a one bad one two punch. If you're able to play a tight end of your flex spot, like you are, we are in your league. So. Uh, I got Will Disley going in that that, uh, that game. Uh, He's going to have a monster game. Tyler Lockett has been just showing like that Doug Baldwin-esque type of receptions, type of targets, and type of uh, involvement in the Seahawks offense that we thought he was going to have that we were looking for him to have to begin with when we drafted him. So uh, Tyler Lockett's also a really good play here. Just ride the hot hand. Keep it going. I don't see anything about the Cardinals defense slowing that down. Russell Wilson also had a monster game. Don't see any reason the Cardinal defense is going to slow him down at all. Uh, so yeah, so Seahawks pretty much everybody's a go. I would be worried about playing, uh, hold on, I just got up there right now. Big news on the injury for the front with the Bucks. talking about the game that you just played with Chris Godwin, uh, and, uh, the center, Ryan Jensen, both practicing today for the first time this week. So, uh, yeah, they're in. yeah, big news. So it looks like Chris Godwin is, looks like he's going to play this week. Just got the update literally just now. All right. Uh shout out to the Fancy Life app. By the way, I do recommend people downloading the Fancy Life app. It's how I get all my information as fast as I do. It's before ESPN everything. I get good information on that. So, um, yeah, every uh, Chris Carson, I would still be worried about. Uh Rashad Penny was back to practice this week, but I would be worried about Chris Carson. Would I play him? I'm playing him. Yeah, but I see it. I would play him, but I wouldn't say it with like the comp like, I'm playing him. No doubt. Yeah, I'm playing him. Yeah, I'll go away, all good. I'd still be nervous, man, he, with those fumbles. It's got to be a cause for concern. It's got to be a cause for concern. And because I know, I know that Will Disley is going to have a big game this week, th- for the fact I think it's going to take away, and and with Tyra Locker getting all those touches, he's getting multiple catches and receptions and targets every week now, it's going to just limit the work of Chris Carson because the big reason why Chris Carson was beloved, at least by me, was that they they said about his involvement in the passing game. And with the fumbles, with Tyler Lockett's volume going up, with Will Disley going to have a big game here, at least for this week, I am nervous about playing Chris Carson. I am not denying to play him. I am not saying to sit him. It's a good matchup, but I am nervous about playing Chris Carson. Chris Carson or Todd Gurley? (sighs) Probably Carson. Me too. But I'm not loving that decision. Uh, it's, it's tough to say.
1: It, it, it is tough to say. You know, about I'm not,
0: I, don't, I don't love any of them this week. I don't love any of them this week. I don't, I don't love Gurley. I don't love Carson this week. And it, with that said, I'm also saying not bench Gurley, but I'm saying that this is one of those weeks if I could find a better option. I'm, I'm worried about that Buccaneers run defense. It's pretty stout. It's pretty singy. Yeah, it pretty is. Pretty unforgiving, is. yeah. So um, Chris Carson, I'm definitely worried about for this game. Uh, and the Cardinals signed the ball. Larry Fitzgerald love Larry Fitzgerald. Always love Larry Fitzgerald. Play Larry Fitzgerald. Uh he's getting, you know, he's a safe PPR play, especially. Kyler Murray's been doing pretty good, uh, fantasy wise at least, for the rookie quarterbacks, having a pretty solid year, giving you, you know, your twenty points week in, weeks out, more or less. So uh I'm not mad about the Kyler Murray play. I'm sure you have better options at quarterback. Like I'd rather play Daniel Jones, you know what I mean? I'd rather play um Mason Rudolph. I'd rather play uh, you know. Um, I, I like Kyler Murray in this game. I think this is going to be his breakout game. Well, fantasy-wise, he's been doing good every week. What, what, what more uh, of a I, breakout can you no, ask
1: I'm t- like, t- like hit 30 points. This is a game where I think Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray are going to put up like the top quarterback
0: fantasy points. Yeah, I don't know about or that. Or this week. I don't it's know It's going to be that. a shootout. The guy's averaging 18.6% a yeah, game. Yeah. He, this, this Kyler game, Murray's in a
1: shootout every week. This game, it's going to happen. The Seahawks' defense is not that great. It's not that bad. It's not that great. It's, it's not, not that it. bad. It's not the defense of old. So, and if you look at, at the Cardinals, they had some, you know, pretty tough matchups the first three weeks. And Kyler Murray did pretty decent. It's going to it's gonna trend upwards. I love Kyler Murray in this game. And, uh, you know, you,
0: you, you'd rather play other guys. You'd rather fade him. Uh, you know, I'd rather play Dale Jose or Kyler Murray. Excuse me. <sighs> But I, th- don't get me wrong I like Kyle Murray this week I'm not saying I, I Not saying I sit him I mean for God's sakes Andy Dalton got a pair of touchdowns Against the Seahawks You know what I mean Like I get it But it's just You know Maybe you can find some better options Because Kyle Murray's good But not great You know Okay Daniel Jones Jones's not great either I'm just saying But it's like his matchup better That's all I'm saying Alright Uh, David Johnson You play without question Yeah Give me the Seahawks in this game
1: Seahawks Yes. So all right, the spread in this game, where is it? All right. It's minus five for the C- Seahawks. Uh give me the Cardinals. They're playing in Arizona and the over under is forty eight. I have them going over This is gonna be this is gonna be a shootout. It's gonna be a close game. Uh I, I see Arizona getting the five points. I could I could see them getting those points. Who's and, winning uh, the game. Arizona.
0: Arizona's gonna win the game.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I got them. I got them. All right, next game is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Chicago Bears. I got Seahawks winning it over. That's what you have. All right,
0: cool. Okay,
1: go on. So Vikings. So Chicago is favored by two and a half points, and the over under is thirty eight. This is going to be an ugly game here. As far as uh, in the Bears side, drop Trubisky, please. God. <laughs> uh, Vikings are twelve against quarterbacks, only allowing sixteen point two fantasy points, but. Trubisky, uh, you know, just drop him. David Montgomery might be a flex play here. Vikings are ninth against running backs. So if you have him, I you know, don't put him as your RB one or RB two. I think he's more of a flex. All right. And then as far as the wide receivers for the Bears, you you have, you know, you have the wide receivers that are gonna match up against Xavier Rhodes and Trey Wayne's. Who allows? They, they allow 11.4 fantasy points per game. Each of those are corners. They're tough matchups, but they have allowed points to receivers. So Allen Robinson can be a decent play. I I, I don't expect more, no more than a wide receiver two. You know, he's going to be a wide receiver two, maybe a wide receiver three. That's where he's going to be. But besides that, uh, I don't trust any other players there. As far as our tight ends, nope, no one. And on the other side for the Vikings, drop Kirk Cousins. Bears are six against, tied six against quarterbacks, allowing 13.39 fantasy points. I, Kirk Cousins might have under 10 points in this game. Maybe I doubt that. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. But um, and then as far as uh, Dalvin Cook, number one running back,
0: without questions. You know, you, you're not gonna even be, with a tough matchup. You're not sending him, for you're him. Definitely not sending him unless you're crazy. You're not even putting him in your flex or nothing. And then uh, you start him in week in week out as a the, receiver, as running back. One, that's it. The tight ends for for
1: <laughs> the Vikings. <laughs> the tight ends for the Vikings. You don't play any of them. And as far as as you uh, wouldn't why, play Kyle Rudolph. No, I won't play. him Wow, I won't play him. You're smart. I'm smart. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll play Irv Smith Jr. over Kyle Rudolph right now. At least I'm not mad at that. Though, I would like you know? that. I'm not mad I'm not, at that. If you're going to start a tight end for the Vikings, start Irv Smith Jr. Please. I'm not All mad right? at that. I, I agree with you. that. All right. And as far as the wide receivers for the Vikings, you know, you're talking about two great wide receivers, or let's say two good wide receivers. I'd right? say great. You say great? I go great.
0: A, good, uh, a great duel? What yeah. about great duel? Great right. duel. Fair. fair. Yeah. That's more fair to say great right. duel. Yeah, so,
1: you know, Bears are 20th against wide receivers, so they do allow points. They allow an average of 38.2 fantasy points. So here's the thing. I think it's going to be one of the wide receivers that's going to have uh, the, the game. Whoever is going to be matched up with Kyle Fuller is going to be scoring. Fuller allows 14.8 fantasy points per game. He's number fifty nine amongst qualified corners. He defends about approximately thirty five routes per game and allows nine point seven <laughs> yards per reception. I think this is when Diggs bounces back, at least for one game. <laughs> but um, you know, you got Prince Amukamara, who was a Giants. He yo, he's he has improved immensely as a cornerback. You know, he only allows seven seven point three fantasy points per game. And uh, whoever's going to be matched up with him, that's who's going to have the more uh, difficult, uh, you know, as far as difficult uh, 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 of trying to accumulate points. So here, you know, you're going to start dealing. And Diggs, if you've been down on Diggs, this might be the game that he does bounce back. As far as um, for the game, give me the Vikings uh, with the two and a half points
0: and the under. This game is going to suck. I, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's gonna suck. Uh it's you know, uh it's not really a high powered offense. Uh one on, thing on both sides. On both <laughs> sides, except for Dalvin Cook. It's not really a high powered offense at all. Uh at least for this year. I mean, I I'm, I like Adam Dillon. By the way, did you ever see that clip of uh they asked in the lock in the locker room of the Minnesota Vikings? Uh which teammate would you least want to date your sister? No. You didn't see that? No. I'm going to post that. It's a good time to tell us to follow us on, at BFB Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. Watch it after we put the show. I'm going to post that up about the, they all, they all ask like, which team would you like to least likely date your sister? They all said, and the accent I'm dealing, they all said the same answer. They're like, which one would you least like to date your sister? He goes, least like to date my sister? Digs without question. <laughs> without question. And then he was like, why? He's like, I'm a great guy. I'm a really good guy. Why is everybody talking like that? Why? <laughs> he's like shocked. And then they asked him, I forgot which teammate he said that he didn't want. I forgot. And he goes like, why don't you want to your sister?" Cause he's ugly. He just said, oh, <laughs> wow. cause he's ugly. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll post it later. You'll see. It's pretty funny. <laughs> the, the clip anyways, uh, who I'm nervous about in this game, who I want to see do better is David Montgomery. Uh, I talked about in the preseason. I said his price was a little high for my liking. Um, I understood why people wanted to take him. I knew why I wanted to take him. I did take him in one league. I took him in your league. I remember your league was the last draft of the year for me, so I went with a lot of players that I wanted to have a share of, but I didn't love, but I liked, you know what I mean? And I wanted to just have a share of them and see how it goes there. You know, that's why I took Todd Gurley. That's why I took David Montgomery in that league, you know, so – um, and it's it's whatever. I mean, two and one so far. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But the point is that um, David Montgomery is definitely somebody that I want to see do better in this league. A lot of people took him pretty high and uh, the the fantasy points. I mean, they kind of said that, but his, his snap percentage has gone up every game. It went from 38 percent to 44 percent to now 67 percent. Uh, the yards have gone up every game from 18 to 62 to 67. The yards per carry have gone up every game from 3, 3.4 to 5.2. Uh, even the targets have gone up from 1, 3, and 3. None of this is great. None of this is fantastic. Week 1, Matt Nagy decided to get Mike, Dave, uh, Mike Davis involved. Terrible. Did terrible. Week 2, he got... Uh, he got. Um, David Montgomery a little more involved. He scored a touchdown. He had 13.8 fantasy points, a little better. Then last week, for some dumb reason, he wanted to get Cordero Patterson involved. I make my jokes about Cordero Patterson all the time. I always say about we do not speak ill of Cordero Patterson. We have to have high hopes for Cordero Patterson. Cordero is the man. I say it like a joke, all right? Matt Nagy took my jokes seriously. He played Cordero <laughs> Patterson more than I wanted him to. So... uh the hell, man! No, hopefully this is a game where he will play um, Montgomery more. Montgomery a lot more. Hopefully that's the that's the case because you know I, I I'm sure the Minnesota Vikings are going to probably make Mitch Trubisky throw the ball. He's not a good quarterback. Uh, I I've read this stat and I, I I forgot who I heard it from. I heard it from somebody else's podcast. I forgot. I think it was the fantasy footballers maybe, or 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 it was ESPN I think or ESPN or something. I really don't remember. I think it was ESPN Radio. Anyways, the point is that they they did this research where they're saying if a rookie quarterback does not show up by year two and does not show you that they're the real deal by year two, they're never going to be the real deal. Like, it's like a statistical proven stat that if year two they don't show you they are the truth, they will not continue to have a truth kind of year. This is why people, that's what they're saying, they're worried about Sam Darnold a little bit. Well, he, you know... He has mono. He no, has mono. Just, like, no, 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 no. But, but this this was a topic of conversation. Yeah. You know, radios, they got to talk about every little thing. They got to play devil's yeah. advocate for everything, you know. I'm just explaining that. So, uh, to me, Mitch Chibisky's already been, like, you know, a few years in the league, and I, I don't see him nah, having... Nah, man, he's not good, man. Yeah, I don't he's, I don't see him has, having a, a yeah, long, successful... A bus pick right there. Yeah, and they traded, you know, I, I don't see that happening for him. But anyways, but David Montgomery, I hope they get a little more involved. Yeah, they, they made it up with uh, trading for Khalil Mack. It just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but... Yeah, they had to beef up the defense somehow, but I think they want to keep Trubisky throwing the ball is as a way to win the game, to shut down the offense maybe. But it's not like anybody's fearing David Montgomery now. I just hope that his talents and expectations will be unleashed and will take the best of it overall. But uh, I got the Bears this game. Yeah, the Bears. Yes, right. sir.
1: Yeah, I, I have the Vikings. You know, I know that the Bear, the Vikings are going to be playing against the Bears' uh, good defense, and you know, is the, the Vikings are good. With the run attack and the Bears are good in run defense, so it's gonna be interesting. So I feel like Kirk Cousins is gonna be throwing it, and it's gonna end up going to Diggs, and that's gonna be the what's gonna decide the game is right. Diggs' uh, breakout game. It could so be. So anyway, let's move on. All got,
0: right, so we got the Vikings. I I got the Bears covering. and I got the
1: Vikings winning. I got the over. The Vikings on the, the under. All right, next game is the Jacksonville Jaguars versus Denver Broncos. Speaking of bad games. Minus three. Uh Denver's minus three and the over under half. a half. First of all, if I want to say uh thank you to to Gardner Minshew for oh, You saw the post? What? He posted a picture with uh Uncle Rico.
0: Yeah, yeah, I tagged you in it. Oh, you did? I, I tagged did, you I in did, it, yeah. See it. All right, go ahead. continue. to do. Gardner Minshew's the man. I don't I don't any way about it. I don't care what you say about him. He he's just the man. Have you seen his dad? No, I have
1: not seen his dad.
0: So they have this thing; it's mad funny. They talk about like uh, uh, on Pick Six podcast or CBS. If you follow it, it's pretty funny. On the Sleep Rap too, they have it on the Instagram. They have like a weekly chat thing, right? Where they where like the the, the players or teams like like it's a group chat of like all that's going on in the NFL, right? Like like funny stuff like that. And then uh, somebody writes like any any uh any big signings this week, and the Patriots are like yes, we signed Gardner Minshew's dad, and Gardner Minshew's <laughs> like Papa, no, he's jacked. It's Jack? He, I'm I'm going to, you got to see, look at him. You got to see the pictures of him. It's really funny. He looks like John Gruden on steroids. He's there with a visor. First of all, you gotta be a special kind of guy to rock a visor. Shout out to Pat Zimmel with his visor, when he rocks it, you know, rocks a visor well, but you gotta be a special guy to rock a visor. And he looks like a jacked John Gruden. He looks like, I, I know you don't see, um, you don't watch South Park, but he looks like PC principal from South Park. He, and then they asked him later on in the post game when they're interviewing Garner Minshew and they're asking his dad no, like he's he has, jacked right he has shoulders on top of shoulders yeah no it's not like, possible they're like watermelon shoulders and his arms are huge <laughs> but it's funny so they asked him too they, uh, who was it oh Steve Smith was talking to him and they talk about how do you feel about your son having this career and everything like that I mean, you know being a star in the world now and then they asked his uh, dad like oh, was it Deion Sanders I think it was Deion Sanders somebody said how do you stay so how, how do you how do you what's your workout regimen because you're jacked and you know what he says. Oh, I just run marathons. <laughs> he runs marathons. That's his answer. Oh uh, nothing. I just run marathons. Like that's how you that's it. I just run marathons. Say like, Jack, that was his answer. And then Gardner is like, "No, nah, I can't lift with him. I can't even I can't keep up with him for nothing. I can't lift with my dad." Nothing Like that. Old, the old man still schools him.
1: No, he but uh Mitchell was pretty brolic himself too. You know Minshew? that- Minshew's not
0: brolic No he's not He's an nah. average guy Yeah he's an average
1: guy Stop he's not brolic I don't know his his just, I, guess, I guess his aura Just makes him look bigger
0: Now for me <laughs> He's he's the man Guard to Minshew Him and that uh, He's just the man Anyways
1: uh, You know that he One time uh, Tried to break his hand Right Yeah he just
0: took A bottle of Jack And a hammer And then just went with, Went to town Cause he, he wanted To get rest shirted So the only way yeah. He was gonna get red shirted If he was injured I read that Yeah I think he was injured <laughs> He like, just took a bottle of Jack Went into my
1: room and, and he failed at it <laughs> He couldn't break his hand. He's a man. So he said he had to play with a broke, like a sw- swollen hand, like you know, like in practice. <laughs> That's funny. That's psycho, but anyway, it's funny. Anyways, anyway, point. back to this horrible game.
0: <laughs> it's the best thing about it. This garden. with the name like that. I, when, oh, the fantasy football say that they call him the sav- They call him the Secret Garden, and you see if he turns into a Savage Garden. Uh, and I, I just thought it was funny because it was like, what if you turn to a Savage Garden? Your ninety dance moves are coming out it's like, like, <laughs> like, like, like a chicken cherry cola. <laughs> You remember that song? Uh, yeah, I remember that song <laughs> Like a chicken cherry cola <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going way off topic Gardner Mintry's a man But um, yeah, so this game's going to kind of suck uh, DJ Shark, I said last week he's going into my lineups a lot, right? I'm putting him still in my lineup in this week for a couple of games For a couple of different players Like I got, I'm not playing John Brown against the Patriots I won't play DJ Shark in this game not. Or Didi I'm go not, ahead, go go not ahead. loving DJ Shark Okay, And for the same reasons you're about to say Not loving DJ Shark but I'm playing him over John Brown Right or wrong Yeah I guess you guys right. Okay okay see that situation uh, Yeah, I gotta play Cause look remember on that team where, where, I'm, where I'm making a decision Of playing DJ Shark over John Brown look, look, look at the rest of my wide receivers are On my bench at least Tyreek Hill, Michael Gallup AJ Green Okay. Those are my other wide receivers besides John Brown on my bench. So I have to play either. And in, in my starting lineup, it's Marvin Jones and Tyler Lockett because I can play uh, three wide receivers. All right. So Marvin Jones and Tyler Lockett. are the in. So they're the, in. Yeah, yeah, they're in. So yeah. I'm going to play. So I can't play Tyreek Hill. I can't play A.J. Green. And I can't play Mike Brown. We all Gallagher. know that. Okay. So it's either John Brown or DJ Shark. Yeah, I think you have to go with DJ, DJ Shark. Shark
1: yeah. The one with the better quarterback, I guess. And the the one that's facing the he, they're, the fa- they're both facing good the corners. Defense, the defense, defense overall, about though and, but the defense overall, Yeldon, the know?
0: defense overall is worse on the Broncos than it is for the Patriots. The Patriots defense is way better right now. Yeah, well, I, well I'm looking at the corners, you know,
1: because the Patriots they have his uh, yeah, but, Jonathan Jones and they got uh Gilmore. You know, those are two tough guys. Look,
0: they have. DJ Shark still makes some tough catches. He made some contested catches yep. last week. You know what I mean? He's been he's been putting up touchdowns every week i know everyone's talking all about terry McLaurin, you know doing you know doing what he's doing well they have a record breaking of five at least five receptions and a touchdown for every week but dj shark has a touchdown every week as well he's doing really good you know he's he's uh he's getting like 14 yards per target or, or catch or something like that he's doing good so far i'm not loving the matchup but i'm saying i'm playing him you know what i mean like i'm still playing him. i'm not loving it but i'm playing him. i would take a shot of him daily depending how many uh and depending on even overlay dfs what's what is he matched up against? I'll probably take him. Nah, I'll play. I'll play. I'll
1: play, uh, I'll play the Jacks, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receivers over uh,
0: DJ Jamba. Shark. I wouldn't play D.D. Westbrook. DJ Shark,
1: because you're talking about the Jaguars who they run three wide receiver sets, eleven uh, personnel, in seventy five percent of their plays. Right. So you know, it's not like Chris Harris is going to be on top of. Uh, you know, DJ shark all the game, time, you know? Yeah, exactly. So they, they're going to mix and match, you know, play slot, etc. So, you know, that's where I see the possibility of, you know, him having a decent game a right. flex play, you know? Right. Cause unlike the Buffalo bills, you know, they play it 50% of the time. So you're talking about 25% less, right? So John Brown most likely is going to be with one of the corners, you know, of the Patriots.
0: Right. So yeah, DJ shark is the guy. Yeah. So, I'll but, uh, Leonard Fournette, of course you play, uh, uh, i I know Emmanuel Sanders had a really bad game last week. I don't see him bouncing back this week for him. I know he had, like, he lit it up the first two weeks, and he was doing great. Came back down to earth last week. Um, Phillip Lindsay had a great game last week. Royce Freeman's going to start playing again this week, I believe. Am I right? Am I right about that? Royce right. Freeman? Yeah. He played last week. Yeah, but he got hurt. That's why Phillip yeah. Lindsay well, took over.
1: Well, they didn't, there's no injuries about him uh, missing practice. No, no I don't see anything, anything, anything about uh, it, he's So he's playing.
0: Yeah, so he should be okay. So uh so yeah, I mean as far as the running back, I I would do my best to stay away from every Bronco this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense is still really good. Um the only little concern, I mean the only little silver lining I guess for somebody like an Emmanuel Sanders that you're looking to play is that uh Jalen Ramsey looks like he's going to miss this week for the breath of his birth of his child. So uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders will be a good start then. I'm no No, it's still the whole defense is not just Jalen Ramsey. The defense in general is really good at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And remember, you got Joe Flacco throwing the ball, which is not the greatest of quarterbacks right now. So with that being said, it it improves Emmanuel Sanders' chances with Jalen Ramsey being out. Doesn't mean that Emmanuel Sanders will have a good game because there's still a tough defense, Jacksonville Jaguars. I would try to stay away, especially with that, you know, with Royce Freeman kind of outperforming Philip Lindsay, even though Philip Lindsay did really, really, really good last week. And a lot of people mentioned last week and were pissed off about it. If you have better options, I would consider it. There are people that I like Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay over. There are people that I don't like Royce Freeman over. You know what I mean? Like, not for nothing, this week I would rather play Wayne Gallman over Philip Lindsay. Okay. You know yeah, I mean? well,
1: the opportunities. At least you know he's getting... You know, 100%, you know, or 90%, uh, if that, you know. Meanwhile, these guys are, are, are splitting timeshares, you know. So, yeah, I, I could see Gallman.
0: Edo Smith is in a regular jersey, by the way. He is off the concussion protocol. He will play this week. Just got that update right now as well. Uh, but ask us if you know if you want to play Philip Lindsay over somebody else. Ask us at BFB Podcast on Twitter or Instagram about it. But, uh, but yeah, so give me, give me the Jaguars this game.
1: Give me the Jaguars here. Give me Minshew uh, with the three points and. Give me the under. Give me the over 38.5. I'll take take the under. All right.
0: All right. So. uh, The the Sunday night football game. game,
1: uh, You're talking about Dallas Cowboys
0: at New Orleans Saints. Albert Wilson back to practice in Miami Dolphins, by the way. Just got that update as well.
1: I dropped him in Dynasty. That's fine. You don't need him. All right. Dallas is favored by minus 2.5. And and the over-under is 47. Now, Dallas is number nine against quarterbacks, but, you know, they did allow 21 points to Eli and eighteen like 18.95 to Case Keenum. So Teddy Bridgewater is startable here, you know, so it's don't be afraid of them being ninth against quarterbacks. You know, you're talking about they, they did allow a decent amount of points to Eli and Case Keenum. So... You know they do have the weapons in 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 New Orleans, so Teddy Bridgewater is startable. You know he's a streamer option. Let's say if you had a Garoppolo, and uh, you know on a buy, so you could start
0: Teddy. Bridgewater. Well, everybody's gonna have a problem because they have to find other quarterback besides Luke Falk, which is t- tough to replace. <laughs> uh, well, and- shout out to Ryan San. My bad. Shout out to Ryan San Pedro listening to the podcast <laughs> yesterday, and he was talking about like when I said, uh, he's like, you know. The The 49ers upset. They're on the bye week. Jets fans, maybe they're not upset because they get a break. He's like, oh, starting off with a Jets heat, heat early, huh? Because he's a Jets fan. <laughs> Both the San pages are starting off with that heat on the Jets early, huh? I was like, you know it's justifiable. Grant, <laughs> it's, it's, it's as much as I'm joking around, it's slightly true. Yeah. I,
1: I, Sorry, go on. <laughs> Camaro, you know, without our question. Um, Dallas is five against wide receivers. So Michael Thomas will be facing a tough matchup with Byron Jones. He only allows 6.8 fantasy points, which ranks him number 13 amongst all cornerbacks, and has a coverage rating of 60.3, which makes him a top seven. All right, what's coverage rating? This is a a stat compiled by Player Profiler, and uh, it pretty much accumulates, uh, you know, as far as snap coverage and... uh, yardage and targets, how many, uh, you know, receptions and touchdowns uh, each wide receiver gets on a matchup or a cornerback. So you're talking about a really tough matchup for Michael Thomas here. But, you know, Michael Thomas is a beast, and you're still going to start him. But just know that it's going to be a tough matchup. As far as uh, tight ends, Jared Cook. To me, he's a startable low-end tier tier, uh, tight end one. You know, you're talking about Dallas, who's 26 26 against tight ends, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is most likely going to be Throwing some targets to You know um, Jared Cook here So you know he is startable He's a streamer, streamable option here And I'll start him As far as uh, in the Dallas side The Cowboys side You start in Dak Ezekiel without question Cooper is a start And no other wide receivers for the Cowboys Is you, you, you cannot consider I'm not going to consider to start Devin Smith or Randall Cobb Would you start any of those guys? Devin Smith or Randall Cobb? Yeah. <clears throat> Saints are probably thir- Devin Smith. S- Saints are 30th against wide receivers.
0: I wouldn't look to start any of them. If you tell me to start one or the other, I would say Devin Smith. Devin Smith. I see him just for the moment. Of the over the top stuff? Playing yeah. that Michael Gallup role for the moment. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, uh,
1: if I have to pick one, it will end up being I would like Devin Smith over Randall Cobb as well. Because at least he could give you that, 40, that one reception, 40 yards, one touchdown. That's all you need. That's all you need to have a decent flex play, you know? And uh, tight end, where, where is a solid low-end tight end? One, you know, he's he's going to give you like five, seven points and sometimes ten points. Nope. You know, he. I, I think he's startable, you know? But I'm not, I don't expect much from him. But, you know, if if all you're looking for in your tight end is five points, seven points, he, he's he's your guy. I guess he's your guy. I guess you know that. That's that's how I look at it. You know, because tight ends could be uh, a headache. You know, it is a headache. So sometimes you, you're content with just five, seven points. So that's where that's where I see Witten, You know, and give me give me the Cowboys here. Cowboys are gonna beat the Saints.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm having a tough time and, dropping uh, the Cowboys the defense. Under. I'll take the under as well. I got the Cowboys as well. But I got a tough time. I want to drop their defense. I got a tough time doing it though. Uh, well, you know, you could. I'll say drop, <laughs> drop, drop the defense. I might. We'll see. Um. All right. So now moving on to the Monday night game. We'll finish it off here. Da, 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 Monday night football. That's right. Uh, we'll finish it off here. We're talking about the Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this game's also gonna suck. Uh, I think. But uh. Tyler Boyd is safe. Tyler Boyd, you played. John Ross went back down to earth last week, is what we said. I didn't think it was going to be sustainable. Uh, Granted, he faces a very good defense of the Bills. The Steelers' defense is also not that bad. And the offense for the the Steelers is not that great either. But speaking about the Steelers, uh, this is a big game for James Conner for me. I have him in our panic, like, you know, panicking. We're panicked about James Connors. I'm panicking about James Connors. This is a fantastic. How much
1: are you panicked with James Connor? Let's say, let's use the color coordination, right? So let's use um red, right? Orange. Red four. Red four of obviously panic, like sell, 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 sell. I'm hot on him, or- baby. Orange, like he's about to be like sell at all, whatever cost it is. Then you have yellow. And then you have, you know, green, which is you're not panicked at all. Orange. You're orange with Connor. Threat level midnight. <laughs> blood orange
0: midnight <laughs> midnight oscar midnight <laughs> so you're orange with uh james Conner. At hey, the I'm, I'm nervous about it but this is a very good matchup for him so if he does bad this is definitely a this red. is red if he yeah. does bad he's going into the red that's it you can't trust him anymore but only the dolphins have allowed more rushing yards to opposing running backs more than the Bengals. that's it so this is a... Uh, if if guys from the practice squad like Jeff Wilson and Mostert Must yeah. Oh, I almost said must start again, but no it is Mostert, Mostert. Over <laughs> I almost here with his nickname is the real name. field
1: against the Bengals. Connor has to do this. Absolutely. He has to do this. Absolutely. He has to do this. If not, he's definitely a red. I'll be so concerned.
0: Yeah, but speaking about uh, also, there's another thing where I'm worried about. Now, Joe Mixon had a good game last week and had also just salvaged him because of the one-yard touchdown reception. But uh, he had a slow start to the season, and Mixon tallied an impressive 95 yards. Uh, The Steelers are allowing 128 rushing yards per game to the tailbacks, the third most in the league. So this should be a very good game for both running backs. I see them having a very good game. I've seen maybe... Maybe one of them is going to pull out a big, big yard, large uh, yardage play. The thing is with Mixon and Connor, they're both their um, bell cows for the team. It's not like they're splitting work with the other ones. The other ones are getting touches here and there. They're getting looks here and there a little bit. But it's not like they're splitting the work. You know what I mean? I mean, they're not getting like... The not Christian, significantly. Yeah. yeah, they're not getting the Christian McCaffrey type of workload. But they're getting more than like the Todd Gurley type of workload, I would say. You know what I mean? Like, so... Uh, Daniel bell cows his team, so I think it's going to be a good game for both of them. It should be a good game. They both have a good play. They both have good matchups. Hopefully, they both do really, really well. Uh, Juju, you play Mason Rudolph. You're playing him over Baker Mayfield. I like that. I don't mind him here. He's a good play here. Andy Dalton's is even a kind of a decent streamer. Um, and Tyler well,
1: Boyd, you definitely play. What? Well, the thing is that the corners for the Bengals, they're pretty decent. So They're,
0: nah, they're okay, though. They're, they're they're pretty decent, so like you're, you're not you're not worried about it. I think it's going to be a a, a a you know what I take back about a game that's going to suck. It's going to be too bad. Te- it's going to be two decently bad teams. It's a divisional matchup, you know, that are going to just have it out with each other. So, you know, it just should be a it's somewhat entertaining game to watch. Yeah, Juju is going to be he's going to be uh, probably matching up with William Jackson in
1: Bengals, and he allows about seven point five fantasy points. So you know it's. Juju's a beast So he should be scoring You know So hopefully that's the case You know And uh But you know He proves me wrong here But uh Yeah Juju He's You know I, I'm a little concerned But hopefully it pans out for him
0: Right Alright no But I'll be looking into that game But the biggest thing I'm watching Are the running backs In this game That's the biggest matchup yeah, to watch I think the running backs Are the ones that are going to be scoring A lot of points here Yeah Yep Alright party people That's it uh,
1: I got the pitch, Oh I got, yeah I got the Steelers winning that's it. Got uh, to- <laughs> I got the
0: Steelers one. <laughs> and and uh covering, what's the over under again? Forty four. Forty four? Yeah. And uh, over, uh the the spread is minus four. Give me the over. Give me the yeah, give me the Bengals, Steelers and the nah, over. No, 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 Give me the steelers. Give me the over. Come on. All right. Like I said, you know I'm not that smart dog. Bye-bye, guys. All right, party people, that's it for the show. Once again, check us out at B podcast on Instagram. On uh, Twitter. Hit us up anytime with your start sick questions. We'll be on the Fantasy Life app helping you out as well with Better Fantasy Bureau. We're here for you, party people. Success nonetheless. Peace. Adios, Pia.